0: Welcome to the Financing Simplified podcast with Anthony Venuto. If you're looking for answers to your financial questions, let Anthony and his network of friends and associates answer regular questions that regular people have about their money. Thanks for tuning in. It's time to start simplifying your finances. Well, welcome back to our Financing Simplified podcast. I'm Anthony, your host with In Touch Mortgage Solutions, and today. I have the distinct honor to welcome uh, Santo Sessa from the Team Sessa real estate team. Uh, Been working together for a while, Santo, and I just want an opportunity to introduce you to our viewers. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you got, how you got into the industry? Tell us, uh, share with us some of your thoughts there.
1: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me here on your podcast. This is, uh, it's an honor for me to be here. So thank you for that. How did I get into real estate? Well, I, most of my life, I've been in sales and marketing and being self-employed most of my life. I, it was a natural progression for me. Now, as far as Team Sessa goes and, and my family team, it's myself, my son, and my wife. My wife was the first one to be a realtor, going back more than 20 years now. So she became a realtor. I was doing my own sales marketing consulting And from time to time, I'd help her, though, in real estate. Uh, Things like, uh, you know, if she had a late night appointment, I I didn't want my wife being out late at night, uh, meeting some stranger at some house. So I'd go with her. I'd help her with the marketing. And for years, she kept saying, join me, join me, join me. Let's do this together. And for years, I kept saying, no way, no way. After all, who wants to work with their wife, right? So I, I said, no. But then I got involved in um, working with RE-MAX as a recruiter because part of my sales and marketing cons- consultation career w- was recruiting. And that's when I started to see the insides and the, the kind of the, 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 the behind-the-scenes aspect of real estate, more so than just from my wife's point of view as a realtor. And it was after that of, of really only about a year of being a recruiter that I decided to say, Hey, you know what, this really is where I want to be, and I was at the wrong side of the table on the recruiting side. I wanted to be on the real estate side, actually working with clients, and uh, and that's yeah, that's uh, about 11 years ago now. Joined my
0: wife, and my our son has since joined us. You know, my mother, my brother, myself, we were there, and my mother said the same thing come join me. I'm like, never, 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 and <laughs> never then I want to work say with never, my mother. Never say never, that's what I always yeah. say, but. You touched on something, you know, we're talking about the dark side, and I think there's a lot of connotations when it comes to this conversation around perceptions of real estate agents, real estate professionals, even mortgage professionals for that matter. Uh, Sometimes we have that uh, negative connotation towards Asanto. Tell us your thoughts, your feelings on what the general public thinks about realtors based on your comments.
1: What are you saying? Are you saying that people don't like
0: realtors? Is that... What you're implying i'm implying that there's definitely like going through and just for our viewers out there santo has a really great youtube channel uh where we share a lot of our videos our finance fridays and um you know as you get that viewership you know you go through some of these comments and it's just absolutely they hate realtors the public
1: in general hates realtors why do I say the public hates realtors? You read the comments on my channel. They, the public in general, not everybody, but the public in general, thinks that realtors do absolutely nothing and they're all rich and they're all making a ton of money off of somebody else's hard work it's, we're not talking about a few hundred bucks and you can just you know Brush move on and, and like no big deal. you're talking thousands, hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars for the rest of somebody's life. It, like some of these transactions have just gone sideways and yeah, many of them it's the realtor's fault and 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 that gets sensationalized and those are the transactions that get publicized, and that's what everybody talks about. Rarely, you know, planes. Nobody ever talks about the millions that land safely around the world. They always talk about that one. Out of a million, they're crashed. Well, that's what we get in real estate. The bad, bad stories in real estate is, is close to everybody's heart. Every, whether you own, whether you rent, everybody lives somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody knows something About real estate. And that's one side. Realtors have done many bad things along the way that have messed people up financially. So that's one reason why they're such a bad name. And it's based on real things that have happened. And then they see realtors sign a piece of paper and make 20, 30, 40, 50,000 on a transaction. And they think, that's easy. I can do that. How's this person make so much money just by signing a piece of paper?
0: That bugs people. I guess I could see how that could irk a lot of people, but I think the difference is is how many, what's the percentage of people that are doing the work, right? So there's a lot of realtors that are out there. I believe a lot of them that should not be in the industry at all. There's tons that
1: shouldn't be in the industry, and I'm saying all this knowing there's some awesome realtors out there that will make the difference in the transactions that have totally set the
0: public up in a winning position. And that is, I think, the key is the hiring process of a realtor. And 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 I'm going to go as far as to say there's a lot of individuals and nothing against family realtors or friends and cousins and so on and so forth because that happens. But from our perspective, sitting on the other side of the financing equation, When you don't hire someone that's experienced or has the client's best interest at heart, you're setting yourself up for failure. We tell our clients... Of course you are. We tell our clients, look, I appreciate the conversation. Is there any questions you want to ask me about our history, what got us into the industry? I feel that in today's environment, nobody's interviewing the mortgage broker no one's interviewing the real estate agent to to see where they are what what their capacity to do this job right is right. they just look at maybe the commission end of it they look at um you know what are you going to do for me a couple will
1: take sorry to cut you no off. no a couple will take longer to figure out where they're going to go for dinner Bingo. Than to pick a mortgage broker or a real estate agent.
0: I couldn't agree with you more, and I think that is a big problem. I think the, I, I I guess maybe we can go off on this and say, look, in the real estate mortgage lawyer transaction, is it the situation where there's a financial there's a lack of financial literacy or real estate literacy that goes in play, where where someone who's making the biggest financial decision in their life. And as you said, they're going to choose, you know, spend more time researching the place they're ordering on Uber than yeah. who they're hiring. Is there, should be a little bit more of a um, requirement for these people to sort of say, hey, before I just hire this person, is there a checklist? Like, is there things that we should be looking at? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes
1: I'll get calls and say, Santo, will you help people I've never met? Will you help me sell? Will you help me buy? And I'll start off with, I don't know, let's have a conversation first. Let me tell you what you should expect from me. Let me tell you what I would expect from you because we're partners in this transaction and let's figure out if we're a good fit and understand what's happening here before we both make a commitment. But most realtors, and I I say this with, there's a ton of great realtors out there. I just don't want to talk about the negative situation. Um, But, Most people will just be happy to grab the client and then not meet their expectations. And then it's always, always, always the realtor's fault,
0: always. So let's shift gears here for a moment. Now, we've talked about the stigma with the uh, real estate professionals. Shall we throw the Bank of Canada under the bus? uh, Should we have this conversation? Do they need help? I I don't know if they need help right now, but maybe we should lend a hand and try to get them out from under. Yeah, I think that's a good conversation, especially on the financial real estate end, because we do know that the Bank of Canada has a big hand to play in buyer sentiment, consumer confidence, especially when it comes to the real estate market. And now with the recent hold in October and their next meeting coming up in December, there's a lot of conversation around what the Bank of Canada will do next. And maybe something you can share some opinions and thoughts on what happened last time the Bank of Canada or in early 2023 hit the pause button. When it hit the pause button? Yeah, when it held rates back in January, February. What happened to the, uh, I guess, the spring market? Activity went up. Prices went up.
1: Buyers that have been on the sidelines had a new sense of confidence. And so... Activity picked up. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: As that continues, there's a pause, then more rate hikes, then a pause, I'm finding. And and this is more street level that I'm talking about here, dealing with buyers and sellers every day, getting their attitude on how they feel. A lot of them don't have any faith as to, to what's happening next, and they don't know. And it's almost becoming background noise now. Whatever, whatever. What is the Bank of Canada? Whatever they do, they do. This is what I'm qualified for. This is my payment. I'm locked in. My pre approvals locked in. As long as I buy within the next two months or three months, that's my rate. Whatever the Bank of Canada does, they do. There's tons of other buyers on the sideline waiting. And they're waiting for the bottom. And What's they'll the ask bottom? me, where's the bottom? How, how like how do i how do i know that and i could tell you that nobody knows that but there's lots of people that'll pinpoint when they think the bottom is going to be i i A i know of the
0: keyboard warriors that yeah uh, there's lots
1: of so-called experts look if if the people with all the university degrees and the big multimillion dollar salaries can't figure it out how's anyone else supposed to figure it out but i sorry i just I can tell you one other thing because, you know, I, I study the numbers. Absolutely. Look at any of the charts that talks about prices and volume on one chart. And you'll see when prices are at their highest, that's when we have the most sales. More people buy when prices are the highest. As prices start to come down, that's when buyers back off. And you figured it maybe should be the opposite, no? I would right? agree. And and I, I'd be working with buyers and as prices are peaking and they're high and you know, we're trying to buy and there's lineups to put in offers and buyers are tripping over themselves to overpay. The market shifts. You figured now it's like, hey, we could buy cheaper this month than it was last month, and you figured they're jumping on. No, that's when they back off. Sales tend to drop, prices tend to drop. It's only when it starts going up again, do buyers then jump back in. And the highest, the majority of buyers buy when prices are the highest, which goes against kind of logic, doesn't it?
0: It does because everything works on a leg. This is the way I look at the Bank of Canada's data that they study, everything's in a leg. Now, the real estate market too, as I said, like when we look at all those markets, those peak market years where you're talking about everything's escalating it's the, the delay. Everyone's like, okay, I'm going to jump in now. I'm going to jump in. Like back 2020, 2021, it was like a slow and steady burn. Like yeah. it was just getting busier and busier. And by the time that person realizes now's the time to buy, they're already potentially overpaying. As you said, throw yeah. 50, throw $100,000. They're tripping over themselves to buy a home. But why not? You're willing to spend fifty to $100,000 more to buy a home in that market, but you're not willing to potentially run the risk of losing fifty to a hundred thousand. Is it's, that psychologically like? Would it well, be equivalent? FOMO, would it, you know, it,
1: they talk about FOMO. It's a real phenomenon in real estate. It is, and and it's, prices are going up. Prices are going up. Prices are going up. Oh man, if I don't buy now, they're going to be even higher. So they'll buy, and they're buying at the top. And then as prices come down, it's like, whoa! If I wait, they'll be lower next month. And then they wait, and then it starts going up, and it's, ah, it's going to come down again. Oh, it's going to come down again. And next thing you know, it's way up there, and again they're tripping over themselves to overpay.
0: But then that, as I said, that lag kicks in because that's what gets me the most is like when a lot of buyers that are already struggling, you know, in the current environment. Let's say they're, you know, they're limping in with you know twenty percent or five or ten percent down, and they need financing conditions. We've talked about clients who, yeah. you know, they need that condition of financing. In those particular markets, it's next to impossible to put in a conditional financing when you have 20 people lined up to put an offer on a house. What would you do if you're a seller? You've got five, 10 offers. Take the firm one, 100%. Uh, that's what you would do, right? And, and would and you tell your seller or your, your seller to not take, a, a, a condi- take the conditional offer yeah. or take the firm one? I, I would say take the firm one. You know,
1: keeping, you know, relatively, we're talking this, even if the firm one's a little bit cheaper or a little bit less. Take the firm. Take take the sure thing or, you know, as rel- relatively speaking, as firm as can be. But take take the firm offer. That's just, it, it's smart
0: business. You know, when we're having these conversations with these clients, especially the first-time homebuyers, that's a big part of our business is walking them through the plan, you know, saying this is the qualification. These are the things that you should be anticipating but I always remind them, I said, one day, maybe, you're going to be a seller. Yeah. One day, you're going to be looking to turn around and sell your home. And everybody wants the cheapest home to go buy. They want to you know nitpick and do this. But then eventually, when they're the seller, they want top dollar. They want everything to be yeah.
1: all the... Well, all. I, I see it from both ends that way. In you being in the mortgage side, there's somewhat involvement on the sale side of, you know, if they got to break a mortgage or something. But... I'm very involved, so we're house hunting. We buy a house, and sometimes these buyers will really complain about the seller and how greedy they might be. And you know, so what if we got a financing this condition? They should still go with it. Uh, but a few a few years later, they call me to sell their house, <laughs> and they're They're the same way they're like, "I want top dollar i and and you can't blame them and and this is where people blame realtors sometimes for things, but at the end of the day, you know a, a lot of these people that overpaid or, or, or are stuck today because they can't afford their mortgages, a lot of them will blame the realtor. I don't know too many realtors though walking around with a gun forcing people to sign on the dotted line. Some of these buyers. You got to say, and I know this is maybe a little controversial, but you got to take responsibility for your own decisions also. So, yes, many bad realtors out there, but some of the public, like they've made decisions that they never should have made. And some of those decisions are hiring the wrong realtors. They hired somebody just because they're family, not because they're qualified, but because they're family. So they're doing somebody a favor, and they're not qualified to help them. They hired somebody because they gave them cash back. You know, listen. uh, uh, If you help me buy, will you give me five or ten thousand? Sure. And then what? This realtor is just not qualified, and and so they'll hire the wrong people. You know, if I, I got to put snow tires on my car soon. There's a mechanic down the street that'll do it for $300, for example. Just change the tires. And then there's another one that'll do it for $150. It's easy to go to the one that's $150. So much cheaper. I'm saving $150. Bucks. But is he? does he have the same equipment? Is he as qualified? Is he as experienced? Because the only thing saving your life is <laughs> the rubber on the road. Like, You, you, this is not where you want to go cheap, 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 cheap. And you got to ask yourself, why is one so much different than the other? And often experience has something to do with it. And experience is not always, you know, it It has nothing to do with. Yeah. But you
0: know what they learn? The thing is, is sometimes in life, unfortunately, that's how you learn a lesson. Because I've always been taught and raised with the, you get what you pay for. And we've all heard that. You right? Get what it's, it's, you it's, an, it's, it's 100% yeah. true. And it works not only in the real estate side, but also works in the mortgage end because people look at the financing and they say, oh, but there, I could say five or 10 basis points here. Okay, sometimes the products are equivalent. But when you see some of these products that they're offering such a significant discount, people forget what you're losing. There's something that you're giving up yeah. on the other end. Same thing. I always look and say if you're going to hire a real estate agent, what passion are they going to have if you've taken away all their energy to want to sell this house? And I might be wrong on this, but I'm saying if you're going to give someone cash back and you want to do low end commission or you want to really ask yourself the question, what are you going to get out of that that transaction? So we left off with that very controversial statement, I think. Maybe we'll get some backlash. Maybe we won't. We'll see exactly what happens. We're just two just guys talking choose, here, right? As I said, that's what we're here for, to have that conversation. But to really piggyback off of that and really bring it to even the mortgage industry, it's the same concept where individuals that hire a mortgage professional look at the rates, they look at the products, but they don't understand what they're giving up. There's always a trade-off in the particular products that they're selecting
1: they look as far as the curve in the road and they don't see past the curve so it's right there and and the road continues There's a lot more to that road and and you're right they'll look at the rate oh this is cheaper let me go there but the whole package might be might be way worse than that you know quarter basis point difference in rate There's and we see that in real estate too. It's there's a lot more to it than you know just what's right there in front of
0: your face. And and as with that mortgage with the real estate transaction, there's so much value that can be brought to the table. A lot of times people just sign that document. They'll not look at what's actually within. I'm like, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Let's take a step back. Well,
1: you know why they just sign? Because they're counting on that person's professionalism they hired the wrong person to begin with.
0: And that is definitely something that we're going to have to touch on on our next episode. So don't forget, uh, we're going to be continuing the conversation with Santo Sessa from Team Sessa Real Estate. Uh, Santo, where can they find you on social media? Team Sessa
1: Real Estate, just like that.
0: And YouTube and Instagram everywhere. Team
1: Sessor Real
0: Estate, you, you will come up. Awesome, and you can find us obviously at our InTouch pages, so at InTouch Mortgages, and on our social media feed. But we'll see you guys on the next episode.